Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse, but I offered at a satsang a free meditation program and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishprapanjaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Vijagatameva Samsaranava Setave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhavanamo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own inherent divinity, your own beingness, that which is being you, is being all and beyond all, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. The light of the moon. There's a qualitative difference between sunlight and moonlight. Both are wonderful, of course. But moonlight tickles at the edges of your mind, enticing you into a sweet, an expansive peace. Just sit outside for a while under the full moon and you'll see it's almost full now, peaking during meditation club tomorrow morning. This means it will still be full tomorrow night as well. This full moon is the one dedicated to the guru by India's ancient sages, the holiest day of the year for yogis, Guru Purnima, which means the guru's Full moon. Purna means full. It is the time when grace flows most strongly. 
a time when you want to be with your guru, which you are by being here. It is the day of the year where people traditionally bring gifts to their guru. In ancient times, with the forest sages, people brought rice and dal along with other foodstuffs, enough to last the whole year. Nowadays, it is the day on which most ashrams receive donations that help fund their activities until next July. I had many Guru Purnimas with my Baba in person. I eagerly awaited the opportunity to bask in his divine glow, like moonlight, penetrating my mind and heart in such a gentle yet powerful way. While his grace always flowed, yes, it truly was different on Guru Purnima. Looking back, it's easy to see. Hindsight, you know. In yoga, the moonlight is very significant. It is likened to the light of consciousness filtered through your mind. The sun in this metaphor is the source of the light of consciousness, always shining in its fullness, too bright to look at straight on. This light of consciousness is your own self, which you don't yet see or know fully, probably. Other people, when they see you shining with light, they think it's about what you're saying or what you're doing when you're aglow. They look around you to see what you've got going on. It's easier for them to see the things that the sun lights up than it is to see the sun itself. I remember doing this in my early days with Baba. I spent more time watching the people around him than looking at him. Oh, look, so-and-so is here. I wonder when they arrived. Or, hmm, is that a new sari? I don't think I've seen her in that before. Oh, the mind. Then I learned to look at Baba. It was like looking at the sun, hard to see straight on. But I learned how. And my focus on Baba has been a divine focus with divine benefits. The light of the sun is powerful. The light of consciousness will burn up everything that keeps you small and holds you back. The light of the moon is different. The moon shines with reflected light. This is how your mind works. It is the light of consciousness, your own self, that makes your mind able to function your eyes able to see, your ears able to hear, your heart to beat, your breath to move, your own self is the source of the energy that keeps you alive and makes your mind function. But then you say, my mind, my ideas, my plan, my worries, my memories, my actions, and you've lost the light. You're looking at what the light shines on. Like I started off by looking at the people around Baba. Your mind, at its best, is so great, yet it still only shines with reflected light. The light of your own beingness is reflected through your mind, like the moon reflecting the light of the sun. Worse, like the moon, your mind goes through phases. Sometimes it's full, sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's only a quarter or a half. Everyone knows that the full moon affects people. Emergency medical staff and first responders know that the full moon affects people. It affects animals, too. They say that wolves, 
howl at the moon. They have proven that oysters close their shells during the full moon. Well, they keep only a little slit open. And doodlebugs dig bigger holes during the full moon. Doodlebugs are the larvae of dragonfly-like insects who live in sandy environments. They are also called antlions. They dig a one to two inch hole in the sand and sit in the bottom waiting for ants to fall in. During the full moon, they dig bigger holes, measurably bigger. Why? The researchers don't know. The ancient sages say that light is energy. It is one form of the energy that fuels the universe. So if the doodlebugs have more energy, maybe every little swipe of their paddle-like feet moves more sand. (laughs) So what happens to you when more light is shining through your mind, your heart, and your whole being? And what happens to the guru when that light, which is the light of consciousness, is reflected through their mind on the full moon of the guru? I know I always made it a point to be there with Baba on that day, along with thousands of other people, the smart ones anyway. The full moon is described in a tantric text, the Mantana Bhairava Tantra. This text gives teachings about the goddess Kujika, who is Kundalini. In one passage, she describes her own cosmic existence. I am the energy of Om, present in the Om and residing in the void. I am the supreme energy in the world of transmigration. I am the void, and I have six parts. Completely full, I am the full moon. This means that the supreme energy of upliftment, Kundalini, flows strongest at the full moon. Yet it is the Guru who makes Kundalini rise. This is the mystical mystery, the cosmic power of consciousness, both outside and inside, the benevolence of the goddess herself flowing through the Guru. I'll repeat that. This is the cosmic power of consciousness, both outside and inside, the benevolence of the goddess herself flowing through the Guru. My Baba described it this way. The subtle path to the self is most easily attained through the Guru. Kabir said that the Guru makes one perfect. He unites the individual soul with Shiva. Therefore, one should keep the company of the Guru and remain respectfully at his feet. When one has his darshan and listens to his words, delusion flees and cheerfulness, joy, and compassion arise. Gurudev is like the philosopher's stone. He makes his disciples just like himself. This is the true guru-disciple relationship. There's a lot here. Let's take it a little at a time, trying to help the mind understand the deep mysticism here. It's like trying to look directly at the sign. Baba said, The subtle path to the self 
is most easily attained through the guru. This means there is a path to the self, that your own divine essence can be found. The spiritual path is not merely a path of joy leading to bliss, but it leads to God within, to your own self. But the path is subtle. The Katopanishad describes it like a razor's edge, fine, sharp, and hard to traverse. The text says you must develop a superconscious manner of knowing and explains through meditation, you go from the world of words to the world of thought and then beyond thoughts to wisdom in the self. In other words, in meditation, you explore deeper within, beyond your mind, to find that your own self knows your own self. This is a subtle path, one of sublime sensations and profound inner insights. But the world is focused on loud drums and driving bass lines. How do you find your way in the midst of the parade of brass bands marching by. The subtle path to the self is most easily attained through the guru. To find your own self, you need one who knows their own self and is empowered to share that experience with others. Such a guru, like my Baba, gives you access to the subtle inner dimensions then helps you understand what you're discovering within. The subtle path to the self is most easily attained by the guru. Then Baba quoted a great poet saint of India. It is part of the yogic system. You don't merely give your interpretation of the teachings. You don't spout your own ideas. You validate them with those who came before you and gave the same teachings in their own words. So Baba quoted Kabir, who said, The Guru makes one perfect. He unites the individual's soul with Shiva. Here, perfection is defined, that you are perfect when you know you are Shiva. Your mind tells you that you are not Shiva. Your mind says, I am unique, individual, separate, and different. I'm not like everybody else. All of this is true. That's because Shiva wanted to be unique, individual, separate, and different. So Shiva became you and is being you. Like an ice sculpture, one of my favorite art forms. There are ice sculpture artists, whole teams, who make these incredible ice sculptures. I've seen some in the annual contest in Ottawa called the Winterlude. The sculptures can be 10 to 15 feet tall. They stand outside for weeks in the snow and ice so everyone can enjoy them. But all of these fantastic designs are made of the same substance, ice. So you are unique, individual, separate, and phantasmagorical ice sculpture being you. And you are made out of Shiva. The goal is, like ice, to melt back into your own source. It is the guru who gives you that opportunity.
Like Kabir said, the Guru makes one perfect. He unites the individual soul with Shiva. Next, Baba tells you what to do. Once you understand his previous two statements, one, the path is subtle. Two, the Guru takes you all the way. So then Baba says, number three, therefore one should keep the company of the Guru and remain respectfully at his feet. I have to say, I loved keeping the company of my Guru. It was a joy to sit at his feet, whether he was leading a chant, giving a discourse, meditating with us, or just hanging out in the shade under the mango trees. (sighs) An hour with Baba was better than a week in Hawaii. Better than a yagna, a Vedic fire ceremony. Better than anything heaven could possibly offer. To simply sit in his presence, basking in the glow of his sun-like rays, having all of my limitations melt away. Baba describes this, speaking of his own experience of sitting with his guru, Nityananda, when one has his darshan and listens to his words. Delusion flees. And cheerfulness, joy, and compassion arise. In the beginning, I had questions. I had questions, needs, fears, insecurities, inner turmoil that didn't even have any discernible source. Many times I asked him questions and his answers always cut through my problem. It just disappeared. But then... The questions disappeared. My mind couldn't conjure up a doubt. No fear, no worries, no thinking that things should be different, no thinking that I should be different. It was all gone, blissfully gone, melted away like ice under the summer sun. And what was left, as Baba said, cheerfulness, joy, and compassion arose within. And with that came a delightful clarity about life and my place in it, making it all so easy. Even when there's tough stuff on the outside, divine grace flows from within. It's always there. It's always there, but you're usually looking in the other direction. This is why the texts recommend that you always think of your guru just like you keep other loved ones in your mind and in your heart, enshrine the guru there. By basing yourself in that relationship, you keep the tap flowing, divine grace always showering over you and through you. That's what I did with my Baba. And that's what he did with his Baba, always in relationship with the one who frees you from your limitations. Baba summarized it all in the last line of this passage. Gurudev is like the philosopher's stone. He makes his disciples just like himself. This is the true guru-disciple relationship. For Baba, the name Gurudev refers to his own guru, Bhagavan Nityananda. He is saying that Nityananda didn't turn people into disciples. He turned them into gods. Rather, since you are already divine, you don't need to be made into something new simply to realize who and what you are. 
The Philosopher's Stone is a reference to alchemy, with the magical stone being able to turn iron into gold or silver. It also had the reputation of being able to heal all forms of illness and prolong a person's life. The earliest writing about it is in 300 AD, but the tradition says it comes from earlier times. Baba explained it with this story. Three disciples were studying with a master alchemist. Living in a secluded area of the forest, they also tended the camp, cooked the food, and chopped wood for the alchemist's bubbling cauldrons. One day they were using a stick to stir a concoction in an iron cauldron when they saw the cauldron turn into gold. Getting very excited, they poured out the brew and ran away with the pot. But they left behind the stirring stick, which was the philosopher's stone, that which turned the pot into gold. The guru doesn't merely turn you into gold, Baba is saying. The guru turns you into another philosopher's stone, that which transforms everything and everyone around you. I know this to be true because of the transformation that Baba wrought in me. I would have settled for mere gold, certainly in the beginning, meaning to become free from suffering and live in peace, harmony, and happiness. These are worthy goals, but the guru gives more. For as you settle into your own self, yes, you are happy and peaceful. Yes, you have more clarity as well as compassion. You know when to speak and when to back off. You see how to help others as well as how to take care of yourself. These are amazing and powerful things, and they have an effect on other people. They come to know that when they come to you, they will be speaking with a person who has peace in their being, love in their heart, compassion in their voice, and clarity in their mind. They are changed as well. This is documented in the Shiva Sutras, chapter 1, verse 18. Lokananda Samadhi Sukham. In every moment, the yogi experiences the bliss of consciousness, and it is transmitted to those who come into contact with him. You don't merely become gold under the guru's touch. You become the philosopher's stone that changes everything it touches into gold. This is why Baba said, Guru Dev is like the philosopher's stone. He makes his disciples just like himself. And he closed with, this is the true guru-disciple relationship. You grow into this relationship by reflecting on what you've gotten from the guru, on what you've learned. I marvel over this every day, that this little girl from the L.A. suburbs could sit at the feet of such a great being and come to be able to receive what he had to give. It's true that this is how the relationship works. This is how all relationship works. I enjoy seeing couples who've been married 50 years or more. Usually I get this opportunity in airports. It's always fun to watch strangers, you know. I'm sure if they shared their wedding photo, they looked different from each other back then. But decades later, they look alike. Whether it's the set of the jaw or maybe a perpetual frown, 
They look like peas in a pod. Who are you growing into? Who will you be when you've grown into yourself? I don't know, but I think I look a little like Baba. (laughs) Yes? The subtle path to the self is most easily attained through the Guru. Kabir said that the Guru makes one perfect. He unites the individual soul with Shiva. Therefore, one should keep the company of the Guru and remain respectfully at his feet. When one has his darshan and listens to his words, delusion flees and cheerfulness, joy, and compassion arise. Guru Dave is like the philosopher's stone. He makes his disciples just like himself. This is the true guru-disciple relationship. Happy Guru Purnima. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.